All right. All right. Bet you fool. Great job clapping, everyone. <coughs> Great job contracting chlamydia, everyone. I love Whoa. chlamydia. Really? What do you love about chlamydia? Blake? Uh, oh, he, he passed away from the chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly he the chlamydia. He finally media. succumbed. You finally succumbed to your chlamydia. What do you like about chlamydia, Blake? Mostly the media. The media? What about the yeah. clid? What's wrong with the clid? You can't find it? I don't it? like that part. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the midi is my favorite Isn't it part. the clim? Not the, Not the uh, clid? or the clud. You know, I just I just want the midi because I can use that to make dope-ass beats. Mm. Dope-ass beats. I, w- I hope someone's made a song called, like, Club Midia, but it's, like, the M-I-D-I is all capital for midi. Club midi, uh club club media it's just a ska song <laughs> we should open a club club media yeah i'm down all right let's do it speaking of clubs <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of midweek matinee where we watched uh are we a club what are godzilla we versus, where we watched godzilla versus kong where kong fights godzilla with a giant axe that could be considered a club with me this week <laughs> is uh, Brett Beck. How you doing, Brett? I was good. I'm even better now with you that was ridiculous good. comparison. <laughs> I mean, listen, an axe is just hey, a club. no. I love it. I love it. It's a it's a club with a fucking blade put in it. You take exactly. the blade out. It's a club waiting to happen. Exactly. A one hand. We can call club. that whole club midi. Forty three DPS. Blake, how are you this week? I'm doing excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How are glad you? To hear that. I'm doing okay. I watched two monsters fight for less than two hours today, so it was pretty dark. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're just checking in, we're, we're going to sit here and discuss the 2021 movie Kong Damn. versus Godzilla. Is it Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong? I get it it's wrong. It's Godzilla every time. versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it's that, alphabetically accurate. That makes sense. But for well, no, because versus starts with a V. Okay. Sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 it also starts with the winner, as it should. Um, if you haven't if seen the Bla- mo- if Blake movie, stays on this. If Blake stays on this show, I quit. If Blake, okay, <laughs> peace out, brother. <laughs> so on this week's episode of Brett versus Blake, <laughs> ah, fuck. That means that somewhere two, like an hour and a half in, me and Blake are going to have to put our differences aside and group together for the greater good. God damn it. <laughs> I know what monster you guys will have to fight. Uh, Mecha Figueroa. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch that movie of uh, three podcast, one podcast host starts sowing discord in the podcast, and then the other two podcast hosts get into a big fight, and at the end they realize that the third one has just been sowing discord and they have to fight him. But it all takes place in a discord call. Even better. Yeah, that's what I would like. Let's do it. So how'd you like the movie, guys? <laughs> Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong. Right, how'd you like it? <laughs> <laughs> is this, this name is really giving you fits, man. I, I hate it. Okay, so first of all, it was fun as shit. And it, I don't yep. see how you can watch this movie and not <clears throat> just be like, that's super fun. Exactly. Now, there's not a whole lot more in terms of if you were wanting like a deep movie experience. But... It does just enough right alongside trying to do the fun thing of watching gigantic monsters beat the shit out of each other. I would actually push back a little bit. I think the movie's pretty deep. Uh, I think it I think it feigns deepness and it tries to be a little deep and then it kind of fails to come through on all those things. But I want to preface this with the fact that I do have the feeling that this movie might be payoff for these other movies of which I have not seen at all. So I will go ahead and say I've watched none of the new whatever you want to call this. The Monsterverse. Monsterverse. I don't know anything about it. This is my first thing into it. So to answer your question better, Chris, I am far more interested in watching those other movies than I initially was. Yes. Because of watching this one. I just, and some of what I think may have been feigned deepness may actually be paying off something that was set up before that would help me understand it all i mean i have seen all of them i just wanted to point out that the movie takes place inside of the earth god damn it which is pretty fucking deep you asshole i knew it (laughs) as soon as 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 you started i was like i know where this is going (laughs) 
Uh, Blake, what did you think of uh, Kong? God damn it. Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. I really liked it. It was enjoyable. And yeah. I went into it having only seen Godzilla King of Monsters, right? Yeah. I meant to watch Skull Island before, but just didn't really ever get the chance. Mm-hmm. And um, today, or yesterday maybe, I found out that the 2014 Godzilla existed. Had no yep. idea that movie had even come out. I had no mm-hmm. idea that was it. I thought it was Skull Island and then King of Monsters and then this one. Yeah. I thought it was just like a badass trilogy. But apparently it's a quadrilogy. No, what you so. don't understand is this is the Godzilla Cinematic Universe of uh, the Marvel. <laughs> We're going to get our uh, Mothra solo movie pretty soon. We have soon. 29 of them in like 10 years. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, w- I would take 29 kaiju yeah, movies down. like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me a man of unidentified ethnicity saying Gojira, but like kind of offensively because I don't really understand why you're saying it like that. <laughs> but just vague enough skin color to make you think, ah, he might be okay. Yeah, exactly. Revealing the hypocrisy of mankind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What were you going to say, Blake? I was waiting for the kid to like try and feed Godzilla like Chef Boyardee or whatever, but it never happened. <laughs> why? <laughs> Did y'all not see like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla? Yep, oh, I, I had yeah. a feeling. It's been so long, but it, <laughs> as soon as you said it, something in my brain was like, "That sounds like the two. What was that? Two thousand one? Two thousand? I think it was ninety eight, ninety seven. It was it late nineties. I think it was late nineties. Yeah, no, Matthew Broderick. The movie's called Godzilla Two Thousand. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes. But was it one of those? Hold on, did it come out in two thousand, or is yes. it one of those things where like they say it's FIFA fifteen? But it, it came out in nineteen ninety eight. Seriously, it's called Godzilla two thousand, is it not? It is not called Godzilla two thousand. It is called Godzilla. There may be a Godzilla two thousand, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on, there was there was one called Godzilla two thousand, which came out. No, okay, hold on. This is absolute. This is Japanese one that you're looking at. Uh, that's called Godzilla 2000. The one that Blake is referencing. No, is the Broderick one. I know, I know which one Blake is referencing. I for some reason I just always had heard it called Godzilla 2000, so I just assumed that the like like colloquially, not the actual name, it's just Godzilla. But when people mm-hmm. talked about it, they're like, you know, Godzilla 2000 with Matthew Broderick. So I don't I, know why it came out in '98. <clears throat> too bad that's not the name. Right? I loved that movie as a Matthew kid, Broderick, though. To I be did fair. too. The fir- we watched the shit out of that DVD on the car a, DVD player. This is a funny story. <laughs> the first thing I ever bought with my own money was a tiny action figure of Godzilla. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yep, from that movie. Yeah, we were all into it. Weirdly, that's the only Godzilla that I've seen besides this couple, the recent ones. I've not seen any of the old like Japanese ones. I love that in that one, Godzilla takes on this almost like T-Rex look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like a T-Rex. He's just a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Or are the dinosaurs Godzilla, uh, Godzilla's because Ooh. the dinosaurs oh. are not historically accurate. Dinosaurs Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The Godzilla or the dinosaur? Which, <laughs> before King of Monsters, the only one I'd seen was the 98 one, right? So when yeah. King of Monsters came out, I was like, why is fucking Godzilla so fat in this one? I had no idea that that's what he kind of always looked like. Yeah, I, I I was like, he really... looks nothing like a T-Rex. <laughs> oh, someone boy. who has seen the old ones but wasn't like obsessed with them, I do like the return of Fatzilla. Yeah, no, the, the, you're talking about the old original Japanese yeah, yeah. ones that are yeah. just... Yeah, dude, those movies are super fun. They are awful by today's standards but i think that that's the important part to say like i've one heard the time, opposite dude, that was awesome you know i've heard that they hold up really awful. well i think they hold up pretty well but they don't look good like they're well, clearly that's, that's what i mean somebody that's, with two action figures smashing exactly. them together but yeah that's what i mean but at the point where that, that was new and that was an idea that was probably awesome it's kind of like how my dad 100 percent told me in a laughing manner because he still plays games he goes i remember when i was eight and i was playing uh mario i thought mario looked real <laughs> yeah i mean you have that realization and all then, the time where yeah and then he was like i was like he was like i was like 18 and they came out with sonic and i thought that sonic looked real <laughs> <laughs> that's a real fucking hedgehog and you can't tell me anything else <laughs> yeah but you know that's like i remember when i was a kid and i played the metagross solid demo and then like snake comes up and crawls under and i was like holy shit dude <laughs> this is this is real life <laughs> but oh, yeah. um i liked the movie 
Uh, Good. I'm glad you liked it. I have seen all of the Godzilla verse. Oh, really? I, had, I assume yeah. that means you recommend it, correct? All, but yeah, yeah, I recommend it, and I'm sure we'll have this conversation in a minute, but. I don't watch them for like good stories or humans yeah. or anything like that. So I recommend them in the terms of they're fun. If you want something other than that, you know, maybe watch any of the other 50 movies that come out a, oh, a month. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Fast 9. Yeah. Mm, like I yes, was watching. Perfect, uh, perfect example of a very story driven, very make sure that it makes sense movie. I, yeah. You know, I mean, Fast 9 is a Scorsese picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming back finally. He directed the first one, and he's finally back for the ninth one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Scorsese verse. I think if that's the truth, but not the my, not the the Scorsese. I was gonna say it's definitely not the truth. <laughs> but if the, if the first director is coming back to make the nine, then I think we're we're getting to the point where Fast and the Furious now represents the, the nine layers of hell. I don't know. I love the Fast and Furious. Well, call the third Nas one is X. the only bad one. <laughs> Give Lil Nas X a call if you need to get through those pretty quickly. Um, Lil Nas X is Inferno. Let's uh, transition into the movie with a conversation about the human characters, because that seems to be the big controversy for some reason with my Monster Fight movie. Uh, Blake, how did you feel about the human characters in this movie? Okay, so I didn't read any of the reviews, right? But I saw a lot of the of the headlines saying like there's not enough people talking, there's too much monster fighting and all this shit. Yeah. And so I understand to an extent, but also like what they mean, I guess. I didn't read the reviews, like I said, so I don't know any of the context, right? I just know the catchy like clickbait shit that people get yeah. for, so that you'll click on it or whatever. So a lot of these monster films, like King Kong and Godzilla, both, you know, they started as, like, allegories and metaphors for, like, important things at the time. Uh-huh. And so I understand if they're watching this, like, kind of expecting that. But the other ones in this four-movie, like, quadrilogy didn't have any of that. So, like, why would you expect that from the fourth one? Unless I yeah, missed that. Exactly. I only saw King of Monsters, right? So... No. The, the worst movie in the... The series is Godzilla 2014, and that's because there's not enough Godzilla and too much people. Sure. But that does have Brian Cranston, so take it as you will. Okay, so that's the one I saw. I didn't see yeah. King of Monsters, because yeah, I saw the one with Brian Cranston. Right. Okay, so I was wrong. I did see that one. I saw the 2014 one, not King of Monsters. Anyways. King of Monsters is the one with Mothra and all the other ones. Yes. Even though I haven't seen oh, it, I remember. Shit. I didn't know that. I gotta watch that one. So anyways, with the people aspect, there was a lot of fucking people stuff in this one, right? Like, am I wrong? For a monster fight movie, I thought there was all plenty of people. It was like half the movie. But like, I guess that's the, how much Chris's did they point, expect? Right? Is my point. Like, yeah, I think to Chris's yeah. point, it depends on if you came into this being like, oh, this is a monster fight movie, or oh, this is a movie that just happens to have monsters fighting. In my opinion, much like Chris and every and you, I came in being like, I expect to have a great time watching a big lizard and a big ape punch each other yeah. and hit each other. Mm-hmm. And then the humans being there, I was like, okay, this is an interesting added layer. Like, you know, it's not needed. I could have just had two hours of watching them beat each other, but I guess that's expensive CGI. So the CGI was so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it I'm yeah. sure we'll it's talk awesome. about that, but, but yeah, so like, I don't I don't know the exact time obviously but let's say half it's split evenly right because it seemed mm-hmm. like it to me at least like 50% of people talking about monsters and 50% of 50% of monsters fighting that seemed like a good mix like there was never a point where I'm like fuck I just want to see them fight like shut up like and there was never a point where I was like this is too much fighting I want to see more people like yeah. it felt really evenly paced you know what I, I mean came, I came close in the beginning to being like okay this is too much people before like, the first the be- like boat fight yeah, and shit. The be- no, just before even before the first uh Yeah, I guess the boat fight. Before the be Pensacola the right like Godzilla rage like yes, page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um But yeah, like I mean I didn't come for that. And I think the thing is like they had really good actors playing cardboard cutouts to get you from point A to point B so you could see this stuff happen, you know? Yeah. I think everybody was a cardboard cutout except for the podcast dude. Sorry, I can't remember their names. No one said anybody's Bernie, names hardly. Bernie. Bernie, yeah. He, his yeah. name was mentioned probably more than anyone. Yeah. But Bernie still, like, all these names went above Jaya. my head. <laughs> yeah. But I think he was the most, like, fleshed out character. 
The rest was like, oh, evil tech company CEO villain. Oh, yeah. doctor who loves the the monster. Oh, fucking agent that travels. Like, what the fuck? I love Kyle Chandler, but what was he doing in this movie? Like, why was he like nothing that he did made sense? He was just traveling well, he's been, like, with him. He's been in, he was in the last one. See, and that's what I was okay, saying. Okay, got you. Some of these things in this movie probably make or probably feel less, you know, kind of jilted if you watch the others where you're like, yeah. this just feels like this guy's in this movie for zero reason. Because I kind of had that too. Like, I felt like uh, if, if I'm going to complain, which I don't necessarily think is necessary, I thought most of the human storylines were made enough sense as a, like, uh, a somewhat attempt to go deeper in and look at lore and stuff behind, which is actually a really interesting take. And that's why I'm kind of hoping that the other movies do that to a degree. And it wasn't just this one being the first to be like, well, this is where they come from and why. I hope that there's more of that in the others because that's interesting. But yeah. I think the the humans that we see like, okay, we have uh, we have the doctor. We have two doctors, actually. We have Dr. Lind and we have Dr. Andrews. And I thought that their story along with, and I, and I actually did not get her name, the little girl who's deaf but jaya jaya okay so in that setup this is her I only thought, movie by the way i'm also pretty positive she's not deaf but no she actually is the, the character might be but i don't know about in the movie because the actor might be because mm-hmm. the in the last movie the people that lived on skull island didn't talk and they just signed and Interesting. So they're mute, maybe, or may, or maybe they're born deaf. No, See, they that's just don't why talk. I got to watch the rest. Well, of she them. was deaf in this one because she scared her a couple times walking up behind her. She like visibly jumped. No, I didn't. So she at least small things. I was just. Well, I'm just saying that. Yeah. In the context of what I know yeah, from sure. the last movie, like everyone who was on Skull Island didn't speak, even though they could. Gotcha. Um, they just signed, and most of it was like uh, <laughs> like head nods and stuff. So I I thought. That she, that was what they were going for in the movie. I didn't realize that gotcha. she was actually deaf. See, the the thing that got me to Blake's point is that the movie made it a point to like zoom in and focus on her ear and cut all sound. Yeah, like I said, I was I, I was <laughs> I was looking for the punches. I wasn't paying any attention <laughs> yeah. to that shit at all. Yeah, I, I, while I agree that I was looking for the punches, I mean. If if anything, and again, I don't think that this is actually a problem. I've already said the CGI regarded and 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 needing to set up why these fights are happening to at least a small degree makes it to where of course you can't have a almost two hour movie with nothing but monsters fighting but if i was going to say anything about it for a monster fighting movie with a title like blank versus blank i would have expected more fighting than we actually got i'm not complaining i just think it's interesting that people say there's not enough people talking because if anything I think that there's plenty of people talking, and I maybe could have used with a couple more gorilla punching yeah. shit out of a lizard yeah. and a lizard I mean, telling the hell out of the monkey. You know what I mean? So for me on this point is I think even if the characters were really good, right, mm-hmm. and there were more of them, but they were these really great fleshed out characters, I would have liked the movie less. <laughs> sure. You know, because all I need is Rebecca Hall's character to just be like, okay, here here's the the monkey i'm friends with i've conveniently trapped him so it's easy for us to take him away like that's Dr. all Andrews. i need Jeez, yeah. chris you know we've done two of her movies by the way yes yeah, so yeah, the, the i could not think of it for like half the movie i finally looked it up like, that was why i mentioned from. the name but if brett would like to be a dick about my rule <laughs> that's fine <laughs> hey you're the one that made the rule about the fact that we're supposed to know all the characters names it's in a movie like this right, it's so, so hard and you say you you're the one who told me, uh, oh, I don't have the problem of just saying the the actor's name. I say the character's name. Well, Brett, <laughs> since you interrupted me, Rebecca Hall's character, who we have seen multiple times on this show, midweek matinee, because she was the female presence in the town that we watched a the few months presence. back. There was two. Well, female she's presences. not his girlfriend, so I don't have another word for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else. I. I just. I think the movie would have been worse, like if with more fleshed out characters. I don't need that. So I it's, think here's the here's the big thing for the difference, right? I think for me, uh, you can clearly make a movie with one of these kaiju beasts in it, and it can be really compelling, and you can do that. You can do yeah, exactly. I mean, what you're Pacific Rim and all the old Godzillas. 
was gonna say, yeah, the first like the first real Godzilla and the first real like King Kong movie. Well, see, King Peter Jackson's King Kong, I think, is the the pinnacle of what you're talking about. But by nature of what it's trying to do, that movie never sets itself up to be this big. You know, it, it's a drama. It, it has it's little to do about monsters fighting and being alphas. It's about it's looking at me and like, what if we take this big giant monster and just basically look at how we can make it human? Which this movie does too, because all of them do that. But yeah. this movie is much more just about big ape hit big lizard. Yes. And everyone expected that, and it was advertised that, or you should have expected that. It was advertised that way. It was titled in a way that would make you think, I'm absolutely going to see these two people punching the shit out of each other, or these two beasts <laughs> punching the people. shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess my only real, com- it's, not, it's not even like a real complaint, but the thing that I did think of, and I've already kind of made fun of it on here, is I don't get what's with this current, like, last 10 years we need to make a movie with blank versus blank but then it's not really a movie about them going against each other more than it's a movie about them fighting for a small period of time before a bigger problem comes and they have to well, set aside their differences and fight it's, together it's like people expected a power rangers like episode yeah. right where there's like a little bit of fighting in the middle but then the real big battle is the last like two minutes yeah yeah it's like it's that's what they wanted and like that's not what I wanted. <laughs> like that's yeah. because that's not what the marketing told us it was going to be. You know. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the thing. Like, I was watching reviews for Skull Island after I watched it the other day, and everyone was like, "Oh, this movie is not very good. This movie's not very good." And I had a shockingly good time with it because it's two and a half hours of King Kong killing shit. That's it. That's the whole movie. And Samuel L. Jackson's in it. And he gets stuff happens to him. Like, it's so good. <laughs> stuff happens to Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I was going to spoil it. And then I was like, I, I shouldn't spoil it. <laughs> but you wouldn't believe I don't know. It. Stuff happens in this movie, y'all. <laughs> Things go down. <laughs> Spoiler Events alert. Perspire. Spoiler alert. There is a but, plot. <laughs> but the thing is, like, just watching that, I had so much fun. And, there, you know. I say that it would be a worse movie, but maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it would be interesting if, you know, Lind was this super fleshed out character instead of semi-attractive dude to give sexual attention to Rebecca Hall's character while they do fun stuff with King Kong doing jumps. That's it. That's all I needed. Now, Um, it's interesting because, like, to to that point, right, to that idea, I think some of my favorite parts of the whole movie where I was just like... If I happened to have a bowl of popcorn, I just would have been sticking my hand in it and being like, yeah, I'm that guy in the movie theater. Yeah. Was like the shit whenever King Kong first goes into the hole in Antarctica and he's just swinging on the big steel rafters. Yeah, that was I'm awesome. Like, Dude, this is fucking awesome. This is so cool. Yeah. And the, you know <laughs> and what? what I was sorry, having a blast. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that, that was what it was. I was having such a good time on those parts. Now, if you if you advertise this movie differently and you structured it differently and you made those people matter, then maybe. Uh, like going back to what you were talking about, about people complaining and saying it's not a good movie in terms of uh, Kong Skull Island. I remember when the trailer first dropped, one of my coworkers who's a big movie buff, or I mean, they just like watching movies. It doesn't matter if it's like just a fun movie or what, but he asked me, he's like, are you interested in it? I was like, not really. And I only said, and my words to him were like, it could be a perfectly fine movie about Kong just killing crap and being head honcho of Skull Island, which is what I imagined the movie was. <laughs> and I think that that's probably pretty accurate. But yeah. I told him, I was like, you know, for me, I have already gotten what I consider to be the perfect King Kong movie. So I don't have that much interest in watching this on its own. Now, watching it as knowing that it culminates in this and that this was advertised as this, if that's what the rest of them are and I can go in with that mindset, then that's fine. Yeah, I Back think then the, it wasn't like, oh, it's a bad movie. It just was like, I've already gotten my perfect Kong movie. I'm not going to really worry about this one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a different thing. We've said this. We've gone over that. But, you know, I don't... I went to see them fight. But I'm also the guy, like I've said this on this show, where the big appeal to me with Marvel movies and even DC movies is I just like to see superheroes do stuff. So it's very yeah. easy to be like, hey, King Kong looks really cool. And I'm entertained. I'm in. And you know what? Interestingly, I watched this with my dad, who will listen. So everybody say hi to my dad, please. 
Hey, hey Dad. dad. What's your dad's name, real quick? Dad. Mr. Figuero? <laughs> hey, Dad. Yeah, no, his name is Carlos. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Carlos? There you go. Yo, yo. Um, you know, we, we, we watched it together. <laughs> we watched it together, and I noticed both of us, whenever the humans would come on, on screen, would pick up our phone and look at it. But the minute that the that Godzilla or Kong was on screen, we were laser focused. So, yeah. um, so let's go into think, the. Go ahead, real quick. Last thing I want to say, and I'm going to read someone's review off of Letterboxd, and I know they're okay. probably never listened, but their name is Bailey Parkinson. Just to give credit. What's up, Parkinson? Um, how's it? How's it shaking? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking bad. God damn it. Oh my God. <laughs> it took me a second, too. <laughs> All right. So this is an argument that we were kind of talking about that we don't agree with, but I think is a good argument for that. Okay. So he says, no one is here for the human characters. I get that. Fine. But if you're going to keep cutting back to the human characters, at least make them fucking fun or suicide squad that shit so they're getting squashed in the destruction one by one. Because I don't think I can endure another one of these if I'm stuck with brilliant non-blockbuster actors known for nuance playing it dead serious for 70% of the movie they're on screen. Let them go crazy like the Skull Island cast or start casting yep. John Cena types and let them get squashed. That being <clears> said, <throat> big monkey action look pretty. And yeah, like, um, I think... I didn't mind the character stuff here, but I think I like I agree with them. Like it could have been better if they're gonna have like characters throughout fifty, sixty, seventy percent of the movie, whatever, at least make them a little bit better. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't disagree. Because he they did bring up a good point where a lot of the best stuff, the reason I like Skull Island so much is because all of the characters it starts off with this gigantic cast of characters and at the end there's six of them or whatever <laughs> you know so they're right in that sense i just think i just i don't agree that the characters weren't good for what they were meant to do you know yeah i thought everyone you know um bernie we had talked about him i thought he was really funny you know, he played a typical podcaster. He plays the same character that is in Unfriended, you know, or Dark Web, whatever that one is. But he was he was perfectly servable, serviceable. You know, if the most the most insane thing about that that part of that movie was the fact that they found a podcaster in the same city as them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. If they were trying to find us, they'd have to go to fucking three different states on different sides of the country. It <laughs> so wouldn't work. It, while we're talking about them, because I think that if this is the real thing, I think much like Chris said, most of the human characters did their job and their their arc within the point of what it needed to do in the story all made sense. But I think that there's a strong argument that the entirety of Millie Bobby Brown's character and then by pro, just proxy of being around her josh's character and to some degree bernie bernie is the strongest of that little trio but i feel like their story is so pointless and it doesn't really do anything and you can take them out of the movie and nothing changes in my opinion uh, so well, i guess the rest of it was more like a you, you you know you need to have a catalyst to do this and a catalyst to do that so you have to have a catalyst for mecca godzilla to come you need to send these yeah. three people down to the hollow world so that you can find this power source okay great I, I'm totally with you. I follow that, and I think that they did a good enough job with those characters and that. All right, and then we're going to use them to bum off some uh, emotions, emotional standpoints, because we're going to make the little girl and Kong's relationship be a side storyline within that, <clears throat> and you're going to get to see full more of that. And I think that, to a degree, they were trying to use the um, the trio of um, what was her name, Madison josh and then bernie yeah to kind of be that same thing for godzilla where it's like they're supposed to be team godzilla and wanting to do right. all that but they just completely waste that and it just feels so pointless sure it I, feels like that was just to pad it out because they wanted a certain runtime or something i don't know i feel like this could have been a much more fun hour and a half without them in it in the capacity they were see but that that is the one issue with this being a cinematic universe thing is uh, Madison 
and plays a big part extent, in the last movie. Russell, right? yeah, she's big. She's a big part of the last movie, yeah. and they talk yeah. about it. Like Godzilla saves her. So, yes. yeah, um, I wish we had watched all of them. Yes, or at least I, I wish agree. I had. Yeah, I, I would be with you on that, but also as someone who's seen them all, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that's my bigger point. It's like, you know, to a, this is a completely off-screen or off-podcast argument we were having about something different. But, you know, we were talking about the way that movies can basically infer a character's importance or make their their use within their, the single <coughs> story that's being told make sense and be purposeful or at least work out. And I feel like they completely dropped the ball on here. Even though I had not watched any of the previous movies, the other trio worked well enough and didn't take me out of the movie but every time they were coming on i just felt like i feel like this is just here because millie bobby brown's big and they just wanted to be able to be like hey billy millie bobby brown's in our movie yeah i don't know i think for me the problem with their characters was that the movie was trying to convince us not very well by the way that godzilla was the bad guy yes so it makes their stuff seem a little bit worse because you're sitting there like I want to get back to Kong and see the hero of the story. You know, that's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> see, like, you know, what I mentioned about the the trio of Dr. Lin, Dr. Andrews, and Jaya is that their thing worked in setting that up, whereas I know for the, the biggest real purpose that you can give to the, those three, and really, if you, if you want to look at it, it's primarily just Madison and Bernie because Josh is... I call him co-comic relief. He's him and Bernie were just basically yeah. pulling the punches to be all that. Kind of but playing off each other most of the time too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So the I think the only real setup that that group had and it still didn't really matter, they were supposed to be the people that were con- to convey to the audience that even if you've never seen any of the other movies Mm-hmm. like me and you're just coming in here the only thing that benefited me in that position was that one person said the same thing three times of he got provoked to attack and he's not normally bad but you yeah. can tell me that in a million other ways than just showing me these characters and putting so much time and effort into getting them to hong kong and all this dumb crap just well, to have them poured drinks sneak on the computer around yeah, the, the drink. Yeah, dude. I'm trying. It just feels like it was they needed to kind of serve a purpose while also have Millie Bobby Brown in the movie, and they were like, "Ah, this, this works." I don't know. I think personally, those two are responsible for the single funniest scene of the movie when they're like, "Oh, I thought you knew how to hack." He's like, "I I took an HTML class at summer camp." <laughs> he was in a summer camp in the '90s. Yeah. yeah. No, again, me. I like them as comedic re- comedic relief. I just feel like they didn't get used for anything more. And normally, you put comedic relief alongside serious characters that are doing something to offer that moment. So I feel like there needed to be comedic relief more in the Doctor Andrews, Doctor Lynn, and Jaya circle than there needed to be in their circle because I felt like their whole circle never really mattered to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree, but like I said in the beginning, I also don't... There was never a time watching the humans' characters where I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm tired of this. Me either. Like, yeah, yeah, me either. Get this I off my screen. That. I think the thing is when you give... Because let's, let's use the GameSpot review as an example because I gave that... I talked a bunch of shit about that review on Twitter. Is when you give this movie a bad review because you didn't like the people being cookie-cutter stuff so that we could see the monster fight in the movie that looks like a wwe ad on its poster (laughs) like the posters for this movie are so fucking good yeah exactly and that's my thing it's like you're you're being ridiculous like yeah i agree (laughs) um so i guess we can move on before we talk about the actual movie um blake you had mentioned the cg i just wanted to give you a chance to go off on that because i know you're a big appreciator of stuff looking the goods i do like when they look the the goods <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there was never any point in this movie where i was like ah that's kind of mm-hmm. wonky like everything looked fucking really good yeah like because i i imagine like 90 percent of this movie was cg probably if yeah, not more yeah, like all the cityscapes were obviously cg and all that shit because <laughs> i doubt they used miniatures <laughs> yeah but no this gets way more interesting if they did yeah <laughs> if they did like that's even cooler wait are, are but, you saying that they weren't actually in hong kong they actually weren't no sorry 
Oh wow! I thought I thought Godzilla and Kong were in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so like it just looks so good. All the lighting on the monsters and even everything else. Like there was never a point where I was like, "Oh, this is CG." Like I obviously it only, was, but yeah. it never made me feel like I was watching CG. Right? Yeah, I think the only time it didn't look very good was when Kong was covered in snow. I thought it looked fine. It looked fine, but it didn't look as good as the rest. That was the one yeah, point where I was so. like, "Ah, eh, this doesn't look perfect." Because yeah. every other time, it's almost photorealistic in a lot of ways. For as yeah, much as the really giant thing can about be. Kong in particular, right, is that I think Kong was a better show because fur—he's so hairy. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. fur is supposed to look like and react. So it's your big thing for the, um, you know, the whole uncanny valley. You're going to look at something and be like, "That doesn't look like actual fur," and that'll be the thing that for a brief second can take you out whereas Godzilla is a lot easier it's just kind of scales and and yeah you can look at that and be like okay yeah water just will kind of roll off that like it's nothing also Kong was the big thing but there's a scene I thought the snow looked fine too but to Chris's point I think it it was one of those things where it didn't have the moments that I think the water specifically did to be like oh yeah look how good this fucking water is yeah because there's a scene when he's getting rained on and oh, it looks so it's, awesome. Dude, it's so small of a detail, and I can't believe they even bothered putting it in there, but this is where it's someone who respects their art. He goes to, like, throw his his like hand down, palm down, and then when he does, you see his fur just, like, mist water off. And it's heavy raining, and the fact that you can see this little mist, it's super behind all this other rain. It's just a small effect, and I, if it wasn't there, I don't think anyone would have noticed. Yeah. But I noticed it because it was there, but not in a way that was bad. It really made me be like, wow. You know, the maybe one of the big upsides to COVID is that movie production has slowed down and that effects teams have had more time to just really hammer down effects. Because while you weren't here for last week's episode, I also thought across the board, uh, there was a, a few more iffy moments, but Zack Snyder's Justice League also looks impeccable. Yeah, And in a, in a world where something like Black Panther for Marvel can come out and just have <laughs> awful CG primarily because of timeline restrictions. Oh, so they had a lot of issues if I remember correctly too. Yeah, so, and it was trying to rush to meet a deadline. One of the ugliest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, so I mean it's it's interesting when you see that that one of the weird upsides to the pandemic is that uh, a lot of digital effects companies are, are slowed down because productions are moved back because they want to min- minimize and maximize profits. So things that are coming out that are effects heavy, like Zack Snyder's Justice League or like this, are getting probably more time to be baked and really thought, like, how can we make this look really realistic? And how can we make sure that this feels weighted and grounded? And, like, you know, displacement of water, displacement of trees whenever Kong's running and, and jumping, the way that whenever he was grabbing those... Uh, the, the little metal pillars I would, not pillars uh, I guess rafts um, when he's swinging through that thing every time he'd grab one you'd see it crinkle under his hand and then start to sag and I, I was like again it, I'm just having a good time watching my man swing but they're <laughs> over here like they're just over here like by the way if you decide to look up at these little metal bars we're going to show you real metal displacement and bending and, and weight and we're going to show snow kind of coming off of them it was a cool added detail that is awesome and I, it's normally the kind of stuff that I see in fully animated movies like me and Chris going off on all the small details and enter the, um, into the Spider-Verse I feel like this movie had a lot of those moments but with CGI which I guess they're both CGI it's just one's trying to be photorealistic yeah and with the snow like I don't live anywhere near snow like it never snows yeah. here so I don't mean I've never seen like snow on an animal <laughs> so maybe it looked <laughs> like shit I don't know so do y'all remember that it basically like <clears throat> Texas and Arkansas and a few of those states just got bombarded with snow? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't work for a week. That's like the first time in a while I've seen snow on an animal, but my uh, my <clears throat> Australian Shepherd absolutely loved the snow. And seeing it go off of her, I was like, oh. So I had a really recent frame of reference to Chris's sure. point. Yeah. And Chris lives in snow, basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's probably still snow outside. I don't think you've uh, ever seen snow. <laughs> you sound like an idiot when you say that. <laughs> I go blind every time I see every time it's winter. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much to say about the CGI. I, I think it, it it looks really good, but I think this this movie wouldn't work if it didn't. So oh yeah, that's terrible. Well, exactly I'm not do. gonna say that it wouldn't work because like I'm not gonna act like watching even if it didn't look great. I'm still gonna enjoy just watching a big gorilla punch a lizard. I mean, no matter, you should go no watch the what? old Godzilla movies and yeah. come back and tell me if that's true. <laughs> Well, I still think the old Godzilla movies, it kind of works, but I do mean by, even if, let's just say this movie was Black Panther <clears> levels <throat> of it, I still think I would ultimately be like, this is super fun, because this movie's still less serious than Black Panther in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think the thing <laughs> that this movie, the reason this movie works as well as it does for me is because it doesn't have, I, there's no suspension of disbelief outside of the fact that it's a lizard and a, and a gorilla, you know? Sure. Oh, I have one moment of not disbelief, but I thought, it, and I know they were trying to get a laugh, but it kind of cracked me up. My man, Bernie over here had a flip phone in a world yeah. of tech that yeah. def- defied what the gravity. Fuck no, that? it makes complete sense though, because it's harder to track a flip phone than exactly. a smartphone. Exactly. It does <laughs> my, actually. My dad did go. Conspiracy thing, yeah. My dad just looks at me and goes, that camera can't take that many pictures. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we can get into the meat of the movie, which would be the royal rumble between our two titans. Um, before we really talk about it, Brett, who did you think was going to win? Uh, who did I think was going to win? Uh, I thought exactly what was going to happen was going to happen, that neither of them were going to win, and the name was pointless because they were both going to get together to fight Mechagodzilla, which is... Okay, Godzilla versus matter. King Kong. Who wins? Godzilla. Uh, I, I think it's so dependent on uh, land and water that it's hard to give a full answer, which kind of lets me talk in the movie for a second about the fact that I appreciated when Kong is on the ship. Yeah. He's clearly outmatched. But the moment you get them on the land, he's able to stand much more of a ground. And that's kind of how I've always felt. I mean, he still I think at the end of the almost day, died on land. Yes. Yeah, he lost. Then, I think at the yeah. end of the day, Godzilla is still probably the, the realistic answer for when, just based off of power sets and stuff. But I at least appreciate that the movie tried to be like, oh, one person kind of give it gets advantage here and one gets here. I so. want to come back to Brett, but Blake, I want your answer first. Uh, I already said Godzilla. So was that like the main question? Yeah, I just wanted to know between. Yeah, the two I think Godzilla would win. Yeah. Okay, Brad, I have to come back to you because you said it would depend on setting. I'd like you to expand. On okay, that. so let Godzilla me, let me go both. ahead. And, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. He won on water and on land. So let me let so. me let me first clarify exactly what I meant in case I didn't say it clearly enough. There. In the I trees. think that it's not. I don't think it's as easy to immediately say. That one super easily. Okay, like if you say water, then my immediate answer is Godzilla would kill in, in like a split second. Yeah. Now, if you say land, I think that there's a much reason, more reasonable argument for Kong to have a good fight. But I do think at the end of the well, day, it still ultimately makes sense that Godzilla would win. Does that, I mean, yeah, I, you're I right don't know, in that both. Because I one feel thing about like the movie that's weird is that they literally go out of their way to show a scene where Godzilla kind of like our uh, Godzilla's knocked down for a little bit because of Kong. And then the people in the thing are like, looks like round two goes to Kong. And then like three <laughs> minutes later, Kong yeah. is dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I just find it fascinating. Cause I feel like you have this habit of needing to couch stuff, <laughs> and, but like Godzilla won in the water mm-hmm. on the boats between dimensions and <laughs> on land so i feel like you're all like oh it depends on setting the movie goes out of its way to show you that godzilla collapsed kong's cheeks in every setting so you say between dimensions are you talking about whenever he shoots the the laser down through the world basically yes I have so many questions about that because of the way the world set itself up. Would that ray of, of nuclear power he's going through, would it not fall prey to the same gravitational issues that they faced? No, because because I would imagine because it's coming from Godzilla, it wouldn't because Kong doesn't doesn't have those issues when he goes to the portal. Well, the way that, and I, and I was trying to watch him too, because the way the movie tries to paint, paint it out is that he's not going to have an issue basically because he's from here and he's big as hell, but yeah. that they would have it because of the fact that their gravitational norm is different. Um, 
But yeah, I, I whenever that happened, I wasn't immediately like, oh, this is stupid. It just rose the question in my head of like, is wait, is that how that would work? Also, my immediate like dumb joke to myself was, I guess you can't dig a hole to China, but you sure can nuke breath <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, I would be interested to find out if that hole just continued through the other side of the earth. I thought like, about that, like too. Like some like Kentucky families <laughs> just having a barbecue and all of a sudden just gets <laughs> fucking annihilated by a nuke beam. <laughs> it almost would have been a really funny joke to kind of have somebody, like, I see a quick Someone on the other side. You see someone, like, at a picnic, and then suddenly the ground starts breaking between them, and we don't see anything else from them, but suddenly we see that exact same family in Hong Kong yeah i don't know i'm almost surprised they didn't have a scene just to show the scale of it of like a pull out from space of the thing coming out the other side because oh, the movie does a yeah. really good job of showing the scale of the monsters it does. And that would have been a really easy way to show this just how powerful that beam is yeah you um, know to that point i really appreciated that most of the movie it does go out of that way in terms of making the monsters feel huge but there's a few moments where it's like they actually try to make the monsters feel little and yeah it's like you really notice it and it it doesn't seem like they they tried to make them look big and failed it looks like they were trying to be like this is how big this is mm-hmm. and I, that, that was really cool i mean all of the idea and i guess that's where i'm at with the movie too about the actual <laughs> lore part all of the idea of the hollow world is super cool and then yeah. being in the hollow world also super cool everything mm-hmm. scaled wise like when he sits down in the gigantic throne thing i was like ah oh, this is so this is sweet this is i cool. love that <laughs> but yeah the the movie does a great job with scale and that's another upside to uh making sure they pay attention with cg because a lot of what makes scale work is not only position but shadows and and way that light diffracts on things so killer job mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> The Mecha Godzilla twist was blatantly obvious to everyone. It was from in the, the trailer. First minute of the movie. No, it wasn't. There was you could see Mecha Godzilla in one of the trailers. Well, yeah, it but it wasn't like trailer. shown. Well, it it wasn't shown. It showed him, yeah, like walking over. Like it was a split second, but if you paused it, like I saw so many screenshots of like okay. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, that's less of what I mean. I just mean that it wasn't like advertised that he was in. the I mean, movie. yeah, sure, it wasn't advertised. Yes. It's Unless you consider the trailer an advertisement, where he was in the trailer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't consider <laughs> one frame of a trailer advertising Mecha Godzilla. No, that's more cyber sleuth. That's like if you want to be that person, you get a little extra reward. Yeah, but uh, Chris, can I can I see if? Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, the reason that earlier when you asked who do I think win, like or who did I expect to win, and I said I knew what it was going to end up being. Mm. To your overall point the reason that i thought that is because the obvious actual answer to it is that godzilla wins so there's no way you make this movie with them actually going to the bitter end there's no matter what you do in this movie i think they should have you're going to do this to have them eventually work together it's kind of like what batman it's the whole thing with batman i was thinking the same thing in batman versus superman there's no way batman actually lives there you know lives throughout all that but somehow they somehow they pull it off but but yeah i just to to your point yeah i I think everyone who guessed that of is kind of giving the fact that godzilla wins no matter what because this movie's kind of pointless otherwise (laughs) yeah and i also think it would have been kind of dumb to have them fight because then you couldn't do this again you know have them or have them fight to the death i did like though that the fight ends with godzilla just being disrespectful to king kong i thought that was so funny where the is that, ending, how, is that how you took that yes absolutely no not the ending ending i'm sorry the ending of the fight between the two oh where yes. godzilla's just standing on king kong <laughs> then roars at him and the king kong like submits and then godzilla's keeps his foot on him for a little bit longer and then just slowly walks away <laughs> like this so that's a good question too. did you consider that to be king kong submitting whenever he yes back? absolutely i mean they so had to like resuscitate him yeah no no no. i don't mean that i mean when it, he, the the scene that chris is talking about is whenever godzilla's foot is on him kong is completely conscious and he godzilla leans his head down and just kind of basically roars in his face yeah uh and then kong is kind of sitting there and gets roared out for a second before he kind of responds 
in like with a with a roar of his own. So Chris, you're saying that you considered that return roar to be like a I submit. Yeah. Cuz okay. that was that that was that was kaiju version of say uncle. Like that that's how I took it. <laughs> because okay. I think they make it clear during the movie um Andrews says something along the lines of like he they want to see who's the alpha. They yeah, don't yeah. want to kill each other. They want to they want to prove their dominance. But yeah, I think but that's she all also she also legitimately says a line of he if I know one thing about Kong he bows to no one right and I, but and, that, I, and I guess maybe it's just the way I went into it I took that roar as kind of like a I, I'm even even when I'm basically lost I'm still not going to just give in and submit I'm just you know I'm going to go out knowing that I was doing everything I could yeah I, so don't I, know. I didn't take it as submission that's all because that's, that's, to me that, that he lost but to me that line you could make that same you say the same thing with godzilla you know mm-hmm. um where he he so you if that was russell because he's on godzilla's team um mm-hmm. saying that i wouldn't question that either to me it was just okay godzilla you're the alpha i'm gonna go back to my island kind of thing yeah um but yeah i don't know that to me was just submission so now, what the interesting thing about the actual end, since we kind of ended up touching on that, what did you take that? What about it? I mean, because there's this moment, right, where it's like Kong's back and he's grabbing the axe, and it's almost like, to me, I was like, so is the movie kind of trying to imply that Kong's going to go ahead and fight him again so that he can try and like go through or are they both going to realize that it's they're better off just both being there yeah i, 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 I don't know it, it, it was interesting because i was like what are they are they trying to tease something and then he drops the axe and then godzilla kind of just walks away to me i'm just gonna put it out there since you already called it this this is the same movie as bvs from beginning to end it it, it comes it starts the same with Batman with Godzilla doing something wild and Kong doesn't really understand why so Kong, so Godzilla's the enemy because he thinks that he's do, he's attacking the humans and, but in, in reality he's defending them and then there's the Martha scene in the middle which happens in both movies both movies have a version of the Martha scene it ends with a bigger threat and then they're friends at the end who don't necessarily need to hang out, but if there's another threat, a bigger threat to Earth that they need help with each other, they'll be there. That's how I took the movie. Same exact thing as BBS to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. The only downside is I feel like it was super easy to do that from like a... It was so easy to guess the movie. Now, I don't really know that it changes that the movie is super fun because I wasn't like, oh, I'm disappointed that I figured it all out before the movie ever even started. Mm-hmm. But it was just more like, could they have done something a little more interesting than that? Uh, I don't know. Because it, it does. Like That's why I kind of even brought it up. Is it, it feels so much like Batman versus Superman. And it's, it feels even more that way to me because I've recently watched Batman versus Superman. So uh, it's just really on my mind. Now, like I said, I, I even would Batman be... versus Superman wasn't the first time that that story idea has been used. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. recent history. It's like I said, I would have been disappointed had the movie ended and with Godzilla or Kong snapping one of the other's necks, you know? I'm Though glad it would have also it, been super satisfying for like a... <laughs> it's weird. See, it would have left me cold. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have liked the movie if that had happened. Because now it's not a buddy cop movie, basically? No, because A, <laughs> a had Kong won, I would have thought the movie was bullshit. Yeah, but, I know. B, I just don't like. It's kind of the same thing where I was insistent that Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker isn't a real Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? Because this is all this has source material, and this is the same as the old movies, basically, where where Mechagodzilla is the actual enemy, and this is why they're fighting. Mm-hmm. So, just on that sense, I would have been disappointed, but I also would have been disappointed because I don't want to see them kill each other. I want to see them fight. Same way I wanted to see Batman and Superman fight, but I want them to be friends at the end so that I can see them fight something else <laughs> together. I was so happy to see. To um, go ahead, go ahead. I was happy to see the King Kong do his like signature move, or at least try to a few times, of like ripping his fucking jaw in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, spreading his mouth so far his face falls apart. <laughs> yep. But he kept shooting the beam out and like knocking his hands away. Yeah. 
But I was waiting I for will. it. I was like, just fucking rip his jaw off, man. You know you love it. You know you can do it. <laughs> I kind of hoped that that was what was going to happen to Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Like, I, whenever he jumps up and then grabs while the you know while he's shooting the beam out, I was like, ah, oh, this would be so sick if this is where he does it. Yeah. And I was a little mm. disappointed that he never actually gets that out. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. It's my favorite part of Peter Jackson's King Kong when he does Dude, that to the T-Rex. So cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so brutal. You know there's a spot in the hollow world scene where I thought he was going to do it to like the little snake dragon, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Thing. Those things were cool. And then he just ended up ripping its head off. I was like, well, that's also cool, but it would have, what a prime opportunity Come to on. at least give him one, one good <laughs> jaw rip. Come on, do the thing, do the thing. Drank out of the throat. <laughs> yeah. He, he was just like basically tongue in the, the head out. Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool because I'm like this whole movie could act like Kong never eats, but I thought it was good to show like a bit of a moment like, well, it'd be a waste. <laughs> no, it is, and they they actually do that throughout most of them, which is what I was going to say is I'm actually a little bit di- disappointed in this movie compared to the last one I watched was a Skull Island because this movie doesn't have nearly as cool of kills. For obvious reasons, because there's less fodder in this movie. Mm. But spoilers for Kong Island. There's one kill where he throws, he punches into something's mouth and rips its entire intestines out with its tongue. Oh, shit. And I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Um, I don't have too much more, but there's one thing I wanted to ask, because you guys haven't seen the other movies. Did the Skull Crushers do anything for you did you have any idea what that was no or was that just basically and and that kind of added to what i was saying i felt like was another point of the the that trio feeling useless because i felt like it was trying to be like oh well we're using this trio to also give an example to do this but then since i didn't see anything happen from them i was just Mm. like oh okay but that was why early on i said i feel like it's probably payoff or setup based off of knowledge that people who've watched them all would have yeah i was gonna say because that's a they're basically like titan lizards that live under skull island and they're kong's like kong is their natural enemy i guess oh so but i was just curious because uh so they don't actually do anything in this movie though right no, they're just in that one scene to um, display, like, for Mecha Godzilla to rip apart, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't have too much more. I thought it was a really good movie. I had a lot of fun, but I don't really have much to discuss about it. Uh, anyone want to hit on anything else before we end the show? I think that's I, it for me. I want to make one statement. This will be my closing statement. <clears throat> Close it. Close it superhero movies and kaiju fights and these types of movies would be a lot less cool if man had never invented the skyscraper <laughs> that is true thank god for american capitalism <laughs> i just want to see it's, buildings fall apart yeah dude the entire time i was like dude this is so cool but all of it rests on the fact that skyscrapers exist that's why i love <laughs> dwayne the rock johnson's cinema masterpiece cinema masterpiece the skyscraper, skyscraper. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just think about it. Like, my brain was like, okay, what happens if you just basically put Kong and Godzilla fighting in, like, a small Kansas town full of corn? I mean, you remember the scene in Man of Steel where Superman and Zod fight in Kansas. Yep. (laughs) They kind of worked with the new Power Rangers movie. I say new, it's like four years ago now, but they were in, like, a small town. That movie's actually pretty good. Interesting. It's enjoyable. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, clearly, I'm not going to say that it's still not fun watching them punch each other and blast each other. It's just way cooler when there's a bunch of buildings to add. Uh, the oh, buildings yeah. are part of the scale thing, right? They're part of scale. They're part of giving weight to the punches. And like, what, one of my favorite scenes, too, that we didn't really talk about in the fight was when they took Mecha Godzilla. Like, they had each of his arms and then like shoved his face through a building. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this just looks like two bullies grabbing a kid's head and like drowning it in the tub, like in the toilet at school. That was basically the entirety of that scene to me. But I was yeah. like, yeah, this would be a lot less fun if like they just <clears throat> took Mega Godzilla and shoved his face into a field of corn. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it would have been funny in a in its own way, but <laughs> corn farmers crying right now, dude, listening to this. 
Uh, I guess it's because there's not as much money in corn farms as there is in China. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's not. You notice this movie had to culminate in Hong Kong. There's a reason for that. I mean, Kong Skull Island is straight up made by Tencent. It's literally half the name of King Kong. Yeah, that's also half the reason I didn't want to watch that originally. I'm not too hyped on that, but... Well, you, know. you can stream it, so it's not going to give them too much cash. Also, <laughs> it won't give them too much, just a little bit. You know? I'm also saying you could get on a pirate ship pretty easily, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> uh, Blake, we what's your review for things. Kong Skull Island? I give it a very solid four out of five. Okay. And Brett, ahoy matey, what's your review? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be like Blake. I mean, while I think that there's an argument that you could say this movie's a 5 out of 5 just for showing the stuff, I'm going to go opposite of apparently the popular opinion and say that this movie is a 4 out of 5, a solid one, because there's too, mu- there's too much people. Yeah. Give me more lizard punch. I, uh, I gave it a 4.5, and, a half and okay. my... Letterbox review was shut up it's fun <laughs> so shut up it's fun my review for Kong for Godzilla versus Kong <laughs> fuck <laughs> Chris can we start doing a thing where basically every movie has a, the Chris review in four words or less yeah I can do that great the midweek manatee is now my four minute <laughs> four word review <laughs> Oh, Godzilla was very fun. Thank God he was all in France, so they would fight with baguettes. I like how this went from four words or less to a fucking entire speech from the midweek manatee. (laughs) Oh, how have you been? The thing you don't know about French words is that multiple words make up a singular word. (laughs) (laughs) Croissant. Uh, Blake, what's your movie for next week, bud? Oh, shit. Okay. I think I, I had one in mind, but I think I'm going to switch it up. Yeah. I think I'm going to go the 1995 classic Heat. Oh, wow. Okay. And I've never seen that movie. Specifically the director's cut, because that's the one I own. So <laughs> Good to know. The four and a half hour cut of Heat. It's two hours and 50 minutes. Calm down. Hey, you're the one who went on vacation <laughs> and we decided to watch a four hour movie, Blake. Okay, we've both done it. So it's just Brent's turn next time we have a four hour I gave me. I gave advance notice. You we me and Brett said we're doing the Snyder cut and you said, Oh, that's I'm cool. I'll definitely watch it, but I won't be there. No, I've had this fucking also, vacation paid for for like three months. Maybe so, but you didn't give us advance notice. <laughs> More importantly, Blake, did you watch it? No, I did not. Of course he didn't watch it. It's a superhero movie. I've seen superhero movies. It's not movies. Scorsese. Blake doesn't. I've seen it. fucking superhero movies. Name Dude, one. I, Man name of Steel. Name a superhero. Blake. Batman versus That's Superman. A, those are not superhero Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man one, two, and three. Amazing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Hey, Iron Blake. Man, the first Captain America, which is legitimately the only like bad superhero movie that I've seen. Disagree, uh, Brett. Why don't you, uh, you disagree that it's the only bad one I've seen? Yes. What's the bad uh, one that I've seen? Well, it's not bad. Brett, why don't you take us out of here, bud? Blake, I just want you to know that one day Marvel's going to turn all of the Scorsese remarks on their head by hiring Scorsese to make a film. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. You get the Scorsese fucking Fantastic Four. Scorsese just, didn't uh, hate a mob movie. The comic book movies. <laughs> I know, but that's how you get it. Now they get to have it. They have to have their cake and eat it too, because they can be like, "See, look, we can do the we can do the Scorsese type films." Also, it would get me to it watch it. Been that's for sure. The actual way to go after the success of Joker and the whole fact that Joker is basically a Scorsese like film would have been to have DC Scorsese verse. that would have been the way to go with it but if you want to find more of our weird and potentially awful opinions also potentially good depending on where you fall you can head over to twitter and find Mr. Figs at (laughs) F-I-G-Z-2-1-K you can find Mr. Blake over here at Blake under Popest underscore Blake (laughs) underscore 92 yeah that's right sorry 
You were laughing a lot. There must be something very funny. Someone commented on one of Mad Midweek Matinee's Facebook posts. I'll read it after we're done. Go ahead. Well, okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing like the present. Anyway, if you want to find me, you can head over to the weekly PlayStation Podcast, Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast. The Twitter for that, which is at Triangle SQRD. You can yell at me. You can yell at Saul. You don't even know Saul. Maybe you do. If you don't, go check out. We should have Saul on podcast. here one week. We absolutely should. Um, and lastly, if you want to support the show and get the show early while supporting us directly, you can head over to patreon.com slash nartech where this show where these shows are brought to you by all of our lovely patrons who, amongst other things, get their name shouted out at the end of every episode that we do. So without further ado, a welcome to Mr. Kyle Grimm, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green, my name is Dan. Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Santarude, Funk Turkey, Patreon. Danny Villalobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popst, Kevin Bacon, Miss, Mark Schutz, Eric McAllister, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Stephen Salazar, The Stoner, Rich, the Constantly Patreon Kenny, Solitary Rib, Chris Smith, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Rude Days 93, Josh Drago, Brian, Donovan Williams, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean Wendio, who recently upped his Patreon pledge. Thank you, Sean. Tyler Powers, LTB, Rob Warpoint, and lastly, Mr. Richard Schaefer. Thank you guys all so much for supporting the show. And hopefully, you will go to those Twitter profiles and yell at these assholes while I'm trying to be professional. We always have to spice up the Patreons. and congratulations you have discovered the secret message midweek matinee is produced and edited by christopher figueroa music is by joshua lago thank you for your support and for enjoying all these movies with us and lastly please send your itunes reviews to old pink care of the funny farm